Hello and welcome to Switchbacks, a travel podcast where we explore our year in the national parks, our international travel experiences, and our love for everything budget travel. We're Cole and Elizabeth Donaldson, a regular Midwest couple who quit our jobs and set off on a year-long adventure to all 59 U.S. national parks in 2016. That set off our travel addiction, and since then, we've visited over 50 countries. We've made travel a priority without breaking the bank, and we're here to share that with you. Today, we're ending our summer hiatus and kicking off Season 2 of Switchbacks Podcast with a recap of where we've been, a preview of where we're going this season, as well as some of our very best tips for successful travel abroad. It has been a while. I know. I I was worried that I would forget how to podcast. Well, we kind of forgot a lot of things. We changed our introduction, so I was all confused, and it did not seem natural at all. And I was super hyped up, and Elizabeth had to tell me to chill out. But <laughs> uh, really, I guess you can't forget too much how to podcast because we still talk every day. So hopefully we haven't lost that knack. Um, but I think we got to skip this uh, hilarious banter that we always do and get straight to the episode because we have so much to catch up on for not being here four months. Yeah, so welcome to season two of Switchbacks. We're officially changing the seasons today. Um, we might not always take a four-month break off in between the seasons, but for... <laughs> For this uh, natural break in our podcasting, we felt like it was it was time to turn over a new leaf and kick off kind of this shift in the switchbacks direction. And before we do that, uh, why don't we just tell everybody, in case for some reason they didn't see our last episode, the We're Off episode 53, 54, um, why don't we tell people where we were? Yeah, we were a lot of places. So in May, May 21st, we left um, We left the U.S. and flew to Frankfurt, and that's where we started our around six weeks in Europe, and then we flew to Africa, and we had around nine weeks in Africa. So we came back three weeks ago? Yeah. Three weeks ago. A little um, over three weeks now. It seems like running. forever. But we have we we got to to travel for quite a while this summer. Yeah, so three we've and a half months. Been a lot of places and learned a lot. Twenty and countries. Went to at least thirty countries. No, twenty. Twenty countries. Yeah. Okay, twenty countries. Yeah, easy there. <laughs> um, but really, it was the you know I would say the trip of a lifetime. But you know we've. Tried we to have make a it lot a habit of our lifetime. Yeah, tried to make it a habit of putting these trips of a lifetime together every now and then, um, a mini retirement or so, um, every so often. So this was the latest, and I would say it may have been the greatest. I think so. I think there were some some uh, definite uh, bucket list items crossed off of our list, and new ones added too, because that always happens. I mean, whenever you can see the Big Five in Africa and the fortresses that Khaleesi of Game of Thrones walked through <laughs> in the same trip, um, I'd say it's a winner. 
and we're gonna share tons more you know throughout this season about our um, our travels this summer because the the whole focus is going to be on international travel with a special emphasis on international national parks yeah so before we get into that let's kind of recap um, just because we do have a lot of new listeners in the last few months um, we want to just kind of go back over our season one and what that was all about. We recorded 55 episodes over the span of about a year and a half. And in, in that, we covered a lot of topics all regarding the U.S. national parks. So we covered top 10 lists for things like our top 10 parks, our top 10 hikes, our top 10 uh, gateway cities, things like that. Um, Animal encounters, ranger programs, campsites. Yep. All those were those were always good tens. ones, and then we also hit up the episodes of every park. So we made different themes um, and coupled different national parks to talk uh, that both showed that theme. So we ended up talking about every single national park, our experience there, and what we saw and loved, but also the background of the park, the regular things to do, whether we did it or not. Um, and then the third piece of this whole season was now and then we had interviews from everything from national park travelers who either did the 59 national parks like we did, or one guy even did, is still in progress of doing all 400 plus national park sites. He's insane. Check that one out. 417. Yes, Just that's the episode interview with Micah Meyer. Um, or there's also different interviews with people like Adam Ranson, which was episode number 51, I believe. Uh, and he's a consultant for the National Park Service and really showed the, the business side. So we had just a lot of different types of episodes. And if you love the national parks of the U.S. or just backpacking, camping, anything outdoors, there's going to be something for you there. So really recommend going back through them. And actually, I was looking at our stats on SoundCloud where we host our podcast, and I thought it was really cool that we could see our top five um, episodes from season one. So I'll just share those just to yeah, give go you, for it. if you want a little taste of the magic, uh, here's what other people were digging. Uh, number one is episode number one, our top 10 national parks, which I think is a great place to start. It is a really good place to start. Oops, I just spilled water on my computer. I'll no let you deal. handle that. Uh, Keep going. <laughs> number two is episode 42 our top 10 bucket list adventures in the national parks. Three, episode number 32, National Park Gateway Cities featuring Acadia and Olympic National Parks. Four was episode number 36, Geologic Wonders of the National Parks featuring Arches and um, Crater Lake. And then finally, episode Number 45, 44 came in fifth, Trying Times in the National Parks, featuring Black Canyon, the Gunnison, and Mammoth Cave. So you can kind of see how we talked about the different themes, talked about specific parks within those, 
and also a bunch of other stuff. And really hit on our experiences that we had, um, some of the successes and failures that we experienced, but also tied in uh, highlights from all of these parks, you know, things that maybe we would like to go back and do, things that other people have enjoyed doing. Um, So we really hit that hard. But what we are moving on to, what we are moving on to is our, do you have something else to say? Yes, I do. I do. So, sorry. We're, this is just really long. No. (laughs) You said, let's get on to the episode and we haven't started it yet. No, this is, this is all part of the episode. We got to look back. You got to reflect to know where you're going, learn from your past. Anyway. Um, no, I'm so motivated right now. (laughs) I just wanted to say thanks to all of you people because, um, you know, this is our passion project, making this podcast, talking about the parks, talking about travel, but it wouldn't mean nearly as much if we didn't have people listening and enjoying it. And what blows me away is that before the summer, we looked and we had 100,000 listens. Um, and now, as we sit, we're at 100, 195,000 listens. So I think we're kind of exploding in growth, which is really exciting, and really hope um, you enjoy this next season, and really hope you keep spreading the word and inviting new people, um, whoever's wanting to visit a new national park, or maybe if you're visiting a new national park, check out those old episodes, and stay tuned for what's coming next, because now Elizabeth (laughs) can knock us out with what's coming. Now we are, I like how the podcast is evolving from season to season because I feel like it it really follows the seasons of our personal experiences with travel. So the very first, you know, the very first experience we had with long-term travel was when we quit our jobs in 2015 to travel for a year around just the U.S. to these national parks like what we've been talking about. Um, And we really got a feel for traveling together, communicating solving problems that kind of all all of our like travel style feel like we honed in on that and also we just got we caught the travel bug majorly for all kinds of other travel so now we've uh, as our travel style has evolved (laughs) to incorporate more international travel so has our podcast so we are we are expanding into international topics we are we'll be talking about So we're not diverting from the national parks because, of course, our love for the national parks goes into what we've been experiencing internationally. So we'll be talking about international national parks. We'll be talking about um, our favorite experiences with with traveling in the outdoors and, and our favorite places for hiking and for camping and for enjoying the outdoors in other countries. Um... We'll be talking about topics like trip budgeting, like how we find awesome places on Airbnb, how we have never paid for a full price flight in like, what, three years? Yeah. Um, Of many, many, many flights. We'll be talking about things like how to think differently, how to travel like a local, how to travel different from all of your friends and family, um, and, and some of our successes and failures with some of our international travel experiences. So really I divide the season into two phases if you want. You can think of it as planning. We're gonna talk 
uh, and give our advice on all of the planning aspects of these big international trips, long or short. And then we're going to talk about the doing, which is the fun part, but you have to get your planning in uh, ducks in a row first, and then you can go out and have these trips of a lifetime. So we're going to talk about what uh, actually going through with the trip, and then the ones that we've had so far and the amazing um, you know, experience we've had in other countries. So that's what you can expect from probably the next year, honestly, because we are going to slow down our cadence a little bit just because of, you know, we want to make sure we're putting out quality podcasts for you all and not rushing through it, you know, last minute, which is usually what ends up happening anyway, <laughs> or at least last season, we would be Sunday night, you know, have to sit down on our in our living room, which is where we always did it. Some reason we always sit on the floor and record on our microphone in front of us. Um, it's a really, really professional, you know, setup we have. It is. Yeah, if you could see it. <laughs> but we're going to be... Um, yeah, Trying so, to stay more consistent. Yeah, That's the goal, is that, that we want to make sure exactly. we're putting out a podcast on a consistent, regular schedule. So our plan is to come up, come out with a podcast every first Monday of the month. So today... If we're recording it Sunday, but the day it's coming out should be Monday, October 1st. So it's a good... Fingers crossed, because now we can't go back. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Um, But it's a good turning over a new leaf in the fall, even though it's like 90 degrees here in Missouri. Um, But it feels like a good first day to kick off season two. So Yeah, so look for us the first Monday of every month. And if that's going to change, we'll let you know. Um, but we definitely have plenty of stuff to go through. Like we said, we're, we're just flush with topics here to talk about. Uh, and the first one for today is our top five tips for traveling internationally. Yeah, and I think this will give a good taste of kind of some of the things we might be talking about coming up. Also, maybe the style in which we're going to share some of these things. Um, we're hoping to weave in some of our own experiences today. Um, but also really try to give you some useful, practical tips that you can walk away and apply to uh, some of your travel. Yeah, so let's jump in. We're going to hopefully arrange this in a logical order, and that means first up is airfare. And this will also be kind of a rapid-fire version. We're definitely going to be talking more detail of all of these things coming in in future episodes. Um, Just know that. But these yeah. are just kind of like our overall top five uh, success tips that we've experienced. Yeah, just giving you the teaser today. <laughs> but like I was saying, first up is airfare because you always have to first book the flight. That's what comes first in any trip. And you know the basics of what you need to do for finding any type of... I mean, there's all types of tips and tricks for... Um, uh, finding good airfares, but by far the biggest thing we do is using credit card bonus uh, miles to um, get free airfare. So usually that means using our Chase credit cards and Chase points, converting them to something like a United um, miles so we can buy United tickets 
and there's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes through uh, that goes into that and we're going to get into that later in the in the season but essentially if you're not using uh, credit cards and the sign up bonuses because they'll give you you know Chase Sapphire Preferred right now is a 50,000 point sign up bonus that's good for at least two round trip flights um, you know to somewhere hard really hard to get to like Asia or Africa so if you're not using those types of credit cards to get those sign up bonuses and use points for your airfare you're you're leaving a lot of money on the table so that's number one yeah, number two is definitely more in my wheelhouse since I it's one of my favorite things in the whole world. Um, and that's how to f- find really awesome lodging wherever you go around the world. And especially internationally versus domestic in the U.S., we love, love, love Airbnb. Um, we've had so many amazing experiences there. And it's probably, besides the airfare, because airfare is usually the, the highest expense, um, lodging is probably your next biggest expense, and it's the number one way we're able to save money. Um, so if, for example, in Europe, throughout our six weeks in Europe, almost every single night was spent at an Airbnb, and we spent anywhere from about, like from $19 a night in um, Albania to, I think our most expensive night was $54 a night, in which was in Santorini, which... Uh, Santorini is very, very, very expensive, and so uh, having a private room in a hotel-like Airbnb setup was um, was huge. Just, just uh, really affordable. We could walk everywhere, um, that kind of stuff. So anyway, being able to discover new places on Airbnb, being able to connect with locals, um, that's one of the things that's been super successful for us. And and on all of our travels. And there's definitely an art to it. Like Elizabeth said, this is her wheelhouse. She is amazing at finding these deals and working the system. So she's going to share all about that uh, coming up. Yeah. And tip number three is the transportation. Once you've got your airfare, your lodging set up, you know, you got to get around in wherever you're at. So... For transportation, the first thing we always like to do is check out the local options. Uh, We think that it's a great way to get just immersed in the culture and the real world of the country you're visiting. Uh, Probably the best way we did this was over our last trip was in Zanzibar. We had to travel from the main port city all the way across the island. And by the way, this is an island off of Tanzania in Africa. So we had to travel this long distance across the island, and it would have been a $30 cab ride. Not unreasonable, but you could also do the local transportation, which is a bus where they cram you into (laughs) every nook and cranny of this um, basically the bed of this truck that is enclosed by, you know, basically a, a planks on the side and a roof on top. And then after everybody's sitting around the edges, they shove a bunch of um, Eggs. Ch- chickens, yeah, s- steel <laughs> beams. I'm not making this sound really appealing, is it? It wasn't appealing at yeah. all. I would never do it again. No. I don't know why you're advising us. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> no, I can't say I would do it again either. It was good to do once. It was, but that's exactly it. You know, you get to experience what people in the country really have to um, do every day. And also, if you're looking to save money, there's no better way than a $2, you know, bus ride beats a $30 cab ride. <laughs> um, but look for the local options and just see if you're up for it. Um, it can also be a little more confusing, but you can learn from the locals. Second, I would highly recommend you know, Uber and Lyft. Everybody knows, you know, knows about these, so they're no secret, of course, but it's so convenient, especially when you're able to, say, be at your Airbnb where you have Wi-Fi, uh, call up an Uber or Lyft, and they come to you. When you leave, you don't have to have service anymore on your phone because you're already in the car. It knows where you're going. You don't have to worry about directions or exchanging um, their local currency with them. It's all taken over by the app. So not having to deal with the directions, the money, or have to have service on your phone is huge. Um, so we highly recommend using that to get around really easily in a foreign country. Yeah, the other thing we always, the other kind of topic we're moving on to now is when you're in the midst of traveling, you always want to know a little bit more about where you are and what city you're in. Um, we love, love, love free walking tours. They're available in almost every major city in the world. Um, on this last trip, we got to do a free walking tour in Krakow, Budapest, Ljubljana, Zagreb. Zagreb? Maybe we didn't do them there. Um, Tirana, Athens, Cape Town. What am I missing? Yeah, you basically got basically it. Basically it. Um, but we did so many, and they're they're legitimately free you pay their tips based so cole and i usually pay about five to ten dollars each um and the guides we we find the guides to be amazing better than some of a lot of our paid tours um, because they're working on tips they are usually students practicing english um and they're always really just, funny they're, you know, they're personable <laughs> great ideas and and suggestions because they've been they've lived in these places their whole lives yeah they have really they always have really good um, advice for restaurants and good ice cream places is what we always ask things like that so we've we would highly recommend just doing a quick Google search for free walking tours wherever you happen to be yeah and that leads us into number five which is events so Whenever you're going to a place, you obviously obviously want to uh, soak up all the you know, s unique events they have going on. And to learn about those, you can, of course, if, look online. But I would really recommend asking you know, the locals, like the receptionist at your uh, hotel, hostel, Airbnb, or your tour guide, say you just went on one of these free tours, they're always more than happy to answer questions before, during, or afterwards, um, or really any person. We have not met anybody on the street, in the grocery store, wherever, who has not been more than happy to talk with us, answer our questions, because they want to, they're excited you're there, and they want to, you know, you to have a great time in their country. Um, so, 
you know, definitely look up online or ask local people. We've gotten to do so many unique, awesome things that we would have never thought of otherwise by just realizing that you do need to be proactive about seeking out these events because not all the best things are on a flyer in your hostel. Um, so we did last, uh, just last month in Cape Town, a jazz club um, that we heard about from our tour guide that was under a Methodist church. We went to a beer festival in Dubrovnik, Croatia. We, Which was kind of a bust. <laughs> but, but it was there <laughs> and it was local. Um, it's probably the most local thing we did because there were no tourists there. Uh, we did Muay Thai fights in Thailand that we heard about, you know, on the street. And that was a really cool um, event in Chiang Mai, Thailand. So all types of stuff that you can find. It really is the definition of li- of traveling like a local um, because you rarely run into tra- other travelers in these events. Usually it's it's it is a lot of locals. Um, it's not catered towards towards uh, travelers, so you really have to kind of seek out these things. Um, finally, we would, um, I feel like people would get angry if we didn't talk about food <laughs> on a travel podcast, but we are not foodies in the least, but we do eat food all the time <laughs> when we travel. Um, we just don't get too crazy excited about it, but sometimes we do. Um, anyway, our tip about food, though, it has to do with finding alternatives to eating out every day and spending, you know, 10 to 12 to $20 per meal per person. Um, that's not a thing that we do. <laughs> so we always, we always uh, pl- do a little bit of advanced planning in order to avoid that. So a few of our favorite places to buy food. Um, we always hit up a grocery store right when we arrive in a new city. Um, usually there's just one down the street from our Airbnb or around a little a little convenience store or a market. And we always get some staples to have on hand just in case we either can't find the restaurant we were planning on going to or we get hungry or we don't want to eat before we don't want to find a restaurant or a cafe or something before our walking tour. Uh, we always have a little bit of food and we usually end up eating about one, maybe even two meals a day from grocery store food. Um, a lot of grocery stores have the like a food bar, like a hot bar. We love those because those are gen, uh, generally really cheap, like one or two dollars per meal. Um, and you can get some rice and some sides and some, usually some kind of meat or or some heavier food. And a lot of time it is local fare too. Yes, yeah. it's, it's something that you know is a local cuisine, but it's also you know just kind of they serve it out to you and they put it in a, a bucket or a tub so you can either eat it then, save it for later, and it's really cheap. It's kind of a win win as far as I'm considered. Mm-hmm. As far as you're... As far as, far as I'm concerned. <laughs> not as far as I'm considered. That's which all right. It just threw me off a little never bit. never makes sense. Um, we also usually get some, um, like, f- fruits with the peel on, I guess, if that makes sense, just to make sure they're, like, easy, safe to safe to eat, like bananas and um, oranges and things like that. Um, 
crackers and cheese is a, usually a, a staple that we buy. A lot of times, like food bars, um, like uh, protein bars, we always have a few of those on hand while we're out and about just in case we get hungry and and cannot find another place to eat. So besides grocery stores, um, the other favorite thing we do is street food. And you can always ask locals, uh, your tour guide, like your free walking tour guide will tell you where to find really good street food. If you're in any, like if you're in Southeast Asia, um, almost every city in Southeast Asia had a night market with really good street food. Um, but everywhere else around the world has a lot of good options for that too. And I definitely see why people uh, are a little hesitant on street food because it can be dicey how it's prepared. You know, you don't want to get sick. That's the last thing you want. Um, But I would say for me personally, I've gotten sick from uh, restaurants just as many times as I've gotten sick from street food abroad. And Mm -hmm. neither of those is very often. But um, to me, I guess we've had good luck. Good rule of thumb would be to avoid a lot of like really greasy stuff because of how the oil is maybe recycled and things like that. Um, And to avoid some, usually we avoid meat in street market, street food situations. Um, But it's a fun, it's a fun place to just walk around and try bite-sized portions of a lot of things. And it's usually, you have to remember like people eat like that all the time. You know, I remember going to, when we were in Belize, we had really good, I don't even remember what they were called. They were kind of like enchiladas, um, but we ate those almost every day, and we just, we would go, there was like a, a table set up outside of the grocery store where the lady was preparing these wraps, um, and it was all like really fresh, and it was delicious, and we wouldn't have, it, we would have paid at least five times that in a restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. So... To recap all that, top six international traveling tips. Airfare, you know, biggest thing, use credit cards and the bonus points you can get from signing up for them. Lodging, be a master at Airbnb. Transportation, try to look for local options and always Uber, Lyft is great um, and convenient. Learning, free walking tours, can't beat them events, just try to seek something out, be proactive about it, whether you're looking online or you're even better, you're asking the locals. And then food, don't uh, be afraid to try some of the street food, some grocery bars, and even groceries right when you get there. And doing all that will really get you a good start on saving a huge chunk of money on your trip and make it just so you can travel longer and more because that's what we're all about yeah we we figure we could have done you know we we were able to travel for especially europe i think this like africa the africa portion of our summer was not extremely budget friendly but the the europe part we figured we could go to europe for two weeks and go all out or we could go for six weeks and do some things to cut corners um and to save money here and there and six weeks is always better for us We're going to be going into a lot more detail individually on all these topics uh, throughout the season. And I'll also say that we're going to be throughout the season actually talking more about companies that we really believe in, whether it's Chase and their credit cards that have really helped us 
get free air tickets, uh, Airbnb, you know, those really cheap lodging with actual locals who can give you an insight into the city or uh, Lyft and Uber as really good uh, convenient transportation. We're going to be talking about these types of companies and just for those four that I mentioned, we know they always have promotions going on uh, to get people to sign up. So we're going to be listing those out in our show notes and we want you to be able to sign up and get the best deals, whether it's a credit card or your Airbnb account. Um, if you don't have them, go to our show notes and we're going to give you some great um, info on the sign-up deals you can get uh, to really take advantage of budget travel. And that'll help out us out too because there's, you know, we get, you know, it's, uh, if you get $40 in credit for your first Airbnb stay when you sign up, we, for referring you, get 20 So that type of thing, you know, we would love to introduce you and get 20 bucks towards our next stay, too. Um, <laughs> and it's one of the ways I think it's it, it makes us feel better. We, we don't um, – we still don't have ads on our podcast. We would love to not have ads on our podcast – um, but this is one of those ways that could, you know, keep keep the podcast up and running and keep us motivated and and um, yeah, make it make it a little bit <laughs> allow us to be able allow to travel. us to travel too. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'd love for you to check that out in the show notes again, and also we'd love for you to be able to tell some friends about the podcast. You know, whether it's they're interested in the national park stuff in season one or international travel in season two keep spreading the word uh, we'd love for you to give us a rating you know we've got uh, we want to get you know double our ratings at least this season so please go out leave us a rating on switchbacks podcast and other than that uh, i think we've covered it all yeah so thank you guys so much for checking us out today we'll be back next m- month I almost said next week, next month with a roundtable discussion about international travel, whys, benefits, and consequences. And that one will be really cool because we did it on the road in Africa with some of these really cool um, marathon travelers like us that we met. So we love getting their perspective too. Um, So come back for that. And if you enjoyed the podcast, we'd love for you to share us with a friend Give us a rating on iTunes, find us on Facebook and Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And you can always get more national parks and international travel videos, posts, guides, and more on our blog at switchbackkids.com. Switchbacks out. Hello and welcome to Switchbacks. Way too excited.